All right, we're good. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to the second podcast of In the Paint. I'm joined here again by my brother. Um, What's going on? Today we're just going to be talking about hot topics in the NBA, um, specifically recent ones and possibly predictions of what's going to happen with the second half of the season. Yeah, most definitely. Um, where do you want to start? Uh, I'd say with the firing of Tibbs. Oh, you want to go straight into it, huh? Straight in. Um, so Timberwolves, after their 22-point win over the Lakers, uh, fired coach Tom Thibodeau and um, have named Fred Hoiberg as a candidate for their new head coach head coaching position. What do you think about that? <laughs> I'm super interested in all of this because it just seems like uh, I want to know what they're doing, right? I mean, like, they got Gibson, they got Rose, they got Thibodeau, now they're looking at Hoiberg, they had Butler. Like, they just took everybody from Chicago's heyday. Like, <laughs> so I, I just want to know the route that they're trying to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think that, I think that, okay, let's set aside the Thibodeau factor just a second. And now let's put in play Hoiberg and let's forget the fact that he was with Chicago. Um, only, only in the context of like they're taking another Chicago person. But let's look at his time in Chicago, right? Um, one of the major things that happens when you come to Chicago is that you have to deal with Gar and Pax, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they are not the greatest GMs in the world, co-GM, whatever you want to call it. I, I don't know. Um, they they don't seem to do well with coaches. Now, I have if if you watch if you watch Hoiberg in college and the way that he coaches, I actually really really enjoy his style. Um, and uh, I mean, it's weird to me that you hire a guy with that type of style because it's a fast style, kind of like the NBA plays now. But you hire him for a rebuild. Um, that's interesting to me. Uh, in, normally, when you're going through a rebuild, you hire guys that eh, just – you don't hire your friends, right? Mm-hmm. From from yeah. what we know, they were all friends. They they had you know this, this wonderful relationship and, and whatever. They respected each other, and that's great. I – would say that while you're starting to rebuild, you hire just someone that's, you know, really easily disposable. Not anybody's easily disposable. But I actually think, and I could be wrong, but if Hoiberg gets the freedom with some pretty good talent, right? You know, mm-hmm. your, yeah. guy, your guy Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, um, Derek Rose starting to look like, you know, he can, like, produce 18 points a game maybe. Mm-hmm. Um right. I think his fast style of offense might actually help the Timberwolves. And I can't think of another um, coach right now that is not coaching uh, that could do what he could do because they're not in a position in a rebuild. They're in the middle of – I would say they're just right after a build, right? You've got your your Carl Anthony Towns. You've got your Wiggins. So if anything, those are your core players. Right, of course. and you've got some you've got some pretty solid pieces on the side. Uh, these guys already play defense, so that's one of Hoiberg's, you know, not such 
great strengths. So Obviously, they can yeah. they can already play defense. But if he goes in there with an offensive system, it's a little bit faster. Um, and, and I know how you mentioned before this podcast how uh, they didn't have LeBron tonight. Yeah. But mm-hmm. what impressed me by watching what I did watch of it um, was when they played fast, uh, they were efficient um, to a point where they could score enough. Um, you know, hundred. I think it was 128 points tonight. 108. 108. Okay, so 108. Yeah. Sorry, I was off. Um, still, that's that's a kind of respectable in this league today. That's that's kind of respectable, and I think you could actually. I I think his offense could do something personally. I mean, do you think Hoiberg being a former player for the Timberwolves could affect this decision? Because we've seen so many coaches who have played formerly for that team coach that team, for instance, Nate McMillan, used to play for the Pacers, is now the coach of the Pacers. So do you do you see a trend going here? That's hard. Uh it's it's really up to the upper management and, and how they how they are as a person. I mean, I think that that is something maybe like the loyalty factor, we should give it a shot. Um, you know, I think that's one major reason why the Bulls hired Hoyberg. Yeah. You know? Um, it, but I don't know if it's the best option, right? So, like, um, now in this scenario, I think it's not bad, but I think it's not bad because I think his offense does well. But I think um, these teams trying to hire coaches just because they were uh, former players, I think that's a really bad um, – I, I think that's bad to do. Mm-hmm. Only because, yeah, you know, former player and they know how to play, but coaching and playing is way different. You know, managing personalities, uh, managing an offense and a defense. And, yeah, you have assistant coaches, but at the end of the day, you're the one that it all falls on. Yeah. So just because you're a former player for that team doesn't mean you're the right choice. Now, that being said, again, I think that Hoiberg wouldn't be a bad decision. Um, I would like to hear some other names that are in the running before I'm like, yeah, go all in on Hoiberg. Yeah, of um, course. So I guess we're going to have to wait and see over the next couple of days. But I think it's really interesting that right in the middle of the year, I mean, I guess what they could be thinking, they're, they're 19 and 21, right? Yeah. Um, maybe they're thinking, you know, you put together a little bit of a run. Because, I mean, the Lakers are 21 and 19, Mm-hmm. And they're in the playoffs, technically, right. like it, as yeah, of right now. So if Minnesota turns it around right now a little bit, obviously you're not going to win the West or anything. But no, if you hit the playoffs, that's a that's a good start, right? Like that's a stride in the right direction. Um, so maybe that's a lot of what fueled it. Um, but I think the Butler situation really, really showed. You know, because you had a similar situation in Chicago with Tibbs. Oh yeah. You know when when Rose and Butler and, and them they just they it just oh it went ridiculous and and I don't know while he's a great defensive mind one defense is not as important as it once was and yeah two I don't know I I think his from what's been reported his like you know uh I I don't know the word I'm sorry um he has to have complete authority over everything, right? Like you, you, you oh, have yeah. no, you have no, <clears throat> no say in anything. And he just kind of runs you into the ground. I don't know if that's the best way. I, th- I don't think that makes a really good connection with the, with the players. Okay. So my problem with what Minnesota is doing, 
Now, let's say, yes, they want to make a playoff spot. They, you know, they want to see that again. Mm -hmm. At what point does that turn into, well, what you classify as the Portland Trailblazers? You have your two players. You're making the playoffs every year, but you're not doing anything. You're you're not you're not making that extra push to go toward Western Conference Finals or I mean right. no. like, at what point do you stop and say, Okay, we're not going anywhere? No, I'm I'm a real firm believer in uh two or three years in. If you're two or three years into the playoffs and you have not so there's a couple stipulations too. If you're two or three years in and you've made um, very minor progress or you're getting stuck in the same spot, mm-hmm. but you're not moving any pieces, um, then you need to really start rethinking what you're doing. Because, yes, a team can grow over time, but if you're not watching a team grow together and get better, you're just watching them grow closer as a team, because growing closer as a team doesn't mean that they're getting better. Right. Um, you have to see that progression, right? You know, the, the Portland Trailblazers, they've been hanging on to the same two guys for, oh, man, it's, it's been a long time. And there's been no strides to bring anything else in. Because obviously those two can't do it. So I think if you turn it around and, and you hit the playoffs this year with Minnesota... I think, um, you know, you maybe make some minor tweaks in the offseason. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, little things. Nothing terrible because you already know you can hit the playoffs. You know, you get your new coach grounded, minor tweaks. You see what happens next year. You hit the playoffs again, but you advance one more round. Okay, cool. Then, you know, you can either roll with what you got if you think, you know, if you were close. See, like, that's what really perplexed me about the Houston Rockets. Um, they were just minutes away from finishing Golden State. Oh, yeah. And then they just, to me, it's only, you know, letting go of one main guy, you blew up the team. Yeah. that To to me, that's what happened. So you're right there. Like, so if you see that progression in Minnesota and then, like, let's say next year you get to a Game 7, you know, in the semifinals – and and you're fighting it out with somebody, and you come down to the wire. Maybe you roll with that team for one more year, and and see if they can do it. Um, but you have to see that progression every year. You can't you can't stay stagnant because these these guys get older, and they you know everybody hits their peaks at different times. Like we have no idea what's going to happen to Carl Anthony Towns. He's a monster, but. For like, let's say just a crazy reason, next year Carl Anthony Towns peaks out and then he starts a decline. Probably yeah. not going to happen. Oh no! But you never know. Highly unlikely. Yeah, it, yeah, it's highly unlikely. But you have to every year. You gotta go towards getting better. If you're not tanking to get a uh, a draft pick in in a way, you gotta go towards getting better. Um, so I would give it two or three years after this year if you hit the playoffs. Okay. So now do you want to shift the focus to Jimmy Butler since we're already on that topic? Yeah. Maybe we can talk All about right. Jimmy Butler. That interesting situation that I... is now Jimmy Butler. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to flat out say I believe Jimmy Butler is becoming a locker room cancer. 
Yeah, no, I no, too. No team is going to want to pay him a boatload of money if he's trying to take over a team and tell the coach that he's not being offensively involved three weeks into being in that team. Or a little over three weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Like, that's crazy. I I agree. I, I, I don't agree that no team's going to pay him. I think somebody will pay him. Somebody in the NBA is stupid enough to pay him. I mean, Brooklyn <laughs> Brooklyn was stupid enough to trade away half their team for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. Somebody is stupid enough to pay the guy. <laughs> Whether it works or not is a completely different story. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, I think you're right, though. You know, and, and I really used to admire Jimmy Butler's just uh, quietness, his work ethic, uh, his dedication to the game. And then I understood Minnesota, right? Um, mm-hmm. Only because we kind of lived that here in Chicago with Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. So, like, that's just frustration. I get it. Right. I get it. Um, so I kind of let the, the Minnesota thing slide. And I was like, all right, I understand, right? Like, yeah. we had that issue here. But you went to a team that's winning, that is good, that – hasn't had any chemistry issues. They've done nothing but gotten better. Yep. Um, and so if you can't play with a team with a core like that, it's going to be really hard for you to play anywhere with a team. Like, you need to be as good as LeBron to be able to win almost by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. you know, but it's that's definitely not a Jimmy Butler trait. Right. I, I agree. That's, that's kind of crazy. It, so... My next question is, Is do you think Jimmy Butler is considering himself one of the top top shooting guards in the league to where he wants the ball in his hands all the time. He wants to be the person shooting 25 shots a game. He wants to be the person who takes that shot with one second left to win the game. Well, I mean, you, you've seen that he did it twice in Philly when he got there, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, so I don't. I don't he, doubt that. I'm just saying, like, he definitely is. Is, is he overrating himself? <sighs> That's a really hard question. And, to, and I'll tell you, go ahead. To me, I I see it as he's he's putting himself over everybody because, to me, okay, he is getting minutes like crazy in Philly as he should. Mm-hmm. But agreed. To say that you're not offense, uh, not enough a part of the offense with Joel Embiid, uh, Ben Simmons, like you said, the core that they have. How much more a part of it do you want to be? Like, it, it just okay. doesn't make sense. So, I can play devil's advocate for a second here, and I can say, just thinking about it a little bit, you know, more thoroughly. Maybe what's going on, maybe, no, obviously, I don't know. Um, for the first, what, three years or so of his career, he was nothing but a defensive uh, player. You know, they, yeah. that's that's who they tried to use to, you know, win against LeBron. I mean, right. obviously, okay. no, but... Um, <laughs> right. Uh, and then he worked really hard to become a really good offensive player. And, and he's he's good. He's mm-hmm. very good, you know, on both ends of the court. 
so maybe he feels that he is good enough, but yet not being utilized to lead. Now that again, I mean, I'm not, I'm not condoning that. I think that, I think that if in today's league, the Golden State Warriors have set such a uh, precedence for how a team should be. There isn't one player on that roster that cares if they score more than 10 points as long as they win. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter to them. There's They can touch the ball twice in a game and never shoot, but they'll still be happy, you know, because winning is winning. Um, it's, it's, it's really hard for me to see why he's doing that. I mean, I my assumption would be that that's why he's that way, but I don't think it's right. No, I don't think that's the way that you approach it. I don't think that, you know, you go off in a practice and um, go after the coaches three weeks into being somewhere. And then you know, that's going to get on the news. I think uh, maybe take it up, maybe take it upstairs first. Right. In, in a civil way, I have no problem with people feeling, feeling uh, underutilized. That's fine. Yeah. If you feel you're better than that, that's cool. You know, you you feel how you feel. And that's great. You know, the second part of that though is if you're going to do that, show it. I want you to hit 30 points a game. If you feel you're supposed to lead that team, then you lead it. And if you can't do it, then just play. It's 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 tough um, in that scenario. But I don't think the way that he went about it was right. I think that uh, maybe he, he felt because he got somewhat of success out of what happened in Minnesota, if you want to call it success, I mean, he got traded, which is exactly what he wanted. Right. Maybe he thinks that it's going to happen again in Philly. He's going to make a scene. They're going to play him. I, I don't know. Personally, I wouldn't take it. Um, I think that there's – before he goes too far, I think that you down the road here – and I know we're coming up. I, I don't know. When did he get – he's only been there for, what, three weeks now? Four weeks? Three, four weeks, yeah, like that. I have to take a look at the trade deadline and see if he would be actually eligible um, prior to that. Because if he keeps that up, I think I think you might want to look to just get something for him before he really ruins that team. You got a young team there, and they're really good, and they they really like each other. Yeah, you know, um, that's a hard one. I don't know. What do you? What are your thoughts on that one? I, I don't think I could have said it any better. I, I don't like when when people are trying to take over a team like this. It it bothers me and it makes me lose respect for that person. And mm-hmm. I think even if he would have went up to the front office. The same thing as as Minnesota, and if he doesn't get what he wants, what's he gonna do? Two weeks later, gonna go up and ask for a trade. Um, and to answer your question earlier, he has actually been there for two months. Oh, two months! Wow, two we months. Off. Yeah, we were off. It, it feels a lot more. So he actually might be uh, eligible for trade by the trade deadline. I gotta look that up because I know they have to be there for a certain amount of days before they are uh, eligible. Isn't it sixty days? I think so. That's yeah. what I want to say, but I don't. I, I don't know offhand. I would have to look that up. And uh, right. but yeah, I, I guess that's where we're just going to disagree. I don't, I don't. I personally don't mind 
going to um, going up to management if you don't feel it. Mm-hmm. But then I, I feel you have to lead it. Yeah. I feel like I feel like you got to take over as as a player. Um, and he he hasn't. I mean, he's had a couple game winning shots. That's cool, but that's really about it. He didn't go there, and he didn't drop 40, 50, you know, <laughs> nope. average in 30. He's not doing that. No. So that's – yeah, that, that's a hard thing. And I don't – I personally don't want to see that team go down because of a guy like that. Um, Me either. It's... They're a lot of fun. They are a lot of fun to watch. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it, especially with, with their talent. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is there an, Okay, so is there anything you want to talk about? I, I know I saw, like, two more topics on my mind, but – is there anything that you want to talk about next? I I am interested. I, I think I think what we should do, maybe go towards yours a little bit more, um, okay. only because mine, I think, are going to lead into some really interesting, maybe a little bit longer conversations. All right. Uh, yeah, mine are mine are pretty short. So that's if you want to do that, that's fine. Yeah, I think it's probably the best the best way to go. Okay. Uh, next topic. The Chicago Bulls have traded away Justin Holiday to the Memphis Grizzlies for Wayne Selden Jr., Marshawn Brooks, and two second-round picks. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, this is an absolute win for the Bulls. Hundred um, percent. Okay. I want to. So I want to stop you there. Okay, and and I'm go not going to debate it right now. Yeah. I want to know why. Why is it okay. a complete win? Um, Bulls suck. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Now. Yeah, <laughs> of course they do. Um, and to get a, well, for lack of a better say, lack of a better way to say it, somewhat younger player in Wayne Selden Jr., who last year showed himself a little bit, a little bit. He didn't get as many minutes, um, <laughs> as Justin Holiday. So I think if he's given the opportunity to play a few more minutes, he'll be able to show his worth a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, Marshawn Brooks, another role player, maybe third string, reliable, five, six, seven, eight points a game, whatever. Yeah. Uh, they can get you. The second round picks are what get me. I really. Yeah, I mean, they're not first round picks, and they're not going to be stars. But you have seen a couple, couple sleepers that have a couple amazing players that have been drafted in the second round, and I think that's something that the Bulls could get, and possibly work with. So. The only thing that really gets me about that is I don't, um, I don't trust the Bulls anymore, and I'm a Bulls <laughs> fan. Um, I don't, I don't trust them to to make good decisions. They've they've done well in the past with drafting. I mean, you know, they, they have. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but their decision making to me is really bad. Um, I, I don't I don't know I don't know if I trust them anymore to, to get anything out of a draft so for me when I look at a trade um, I look at the people involved in a trade not so much the uh, the draft picks I mean unless you're drafting away like a, a first rounder you know yeah, of course. And, and then you get a terrible team and you're going to get like a number five pick or something you know then, then you want to start looking because it's really hard to mess something up in the first couple, you know, draft spots. Um, yeah. I, 
I don't. I haven't seen enough of Wayne Selden. I know that when I was doing a little bit of research, that uh, he doesn't seem like he's gotten a lot of time. And I think this is one right. of the, uh, like like you mentioned, I really think that this is this is a team where they can't. He can get time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't really like. <laughs> they don't really have anybody. No. Um. I'm. I don't know. I mean, does. Okay, so then you you know a little bit more than I do. So let's 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 pose this question: Does he become a solid starting two? No. Okay. So you he, think he's a, a bench? I think he's a solid backup. Maybe like okay. My problem with this is we have Zach Levine, so I do not see Wayne Selden Jr. being better than Zach Levine at no, all. No, but mean, they have they have Levine as point guard. They have I like that Chris list- Dunn. They have I know, Chris Dunn starting, though. But they have Levine listed as a point guard. So now do you move Levine to the one and put Selden as the two with Chris Dunn as your backup? I think that depends on how he performs the rest of the season. Um, <laughs> I am not. Again, I should probably be more prepared for this. But um, I do not know Chris Dunn's contract. Um, okay. Well, let's find but, out because I'm actually yeah. looking at it right now. Yeah, that's what I'm... <laughs> exactly. Um. Uh, Oh, here it is. A three-year, $12 million when he was with the Timberwolves. Well, he's still... Okay, so he's so he makes two Yeah, he makes $4 million, $4 million. Um, I think if you give Wayne Selden Jr. the... Um, off the bench, not even a third string, just coming off the bench, mm-hmm. maybe give him 20 minutes a night. Eight, not even 20 minutes, maybe 15 to 16 minutes a night. I think he can prove himself, and if he does well... I say start him over Chris Dunn because he, I don't know. I just liked his game. I've watched a couple Grizzlies games this season where he's played. I, I just like it. I, I, I mean, he's an overall better, a better player. He's going to be a better player than Chris Dunn. Okay. I mean, that's interesting. I'm looking at his stats right now. In the, mm. win, in the wins where he's played 16.9 minutes, he's averaged 5.6 oh, yeah. uh, points. I understand, that. I understand that, but... no. Is that because he's on the Grizzlies, who are mm, offensively challenged sometimes? I mean, is that a thing? Could that be it? I, I don't know. I, I, uh, like, I just think the bull. I, okay, so Grizzlies to me are still fighting for a playoff spot. So yeah. they are not going to play those. They're not going to play Wayne Selden Jr. twenty minutes a night. The Bulls, on the other hand, when they're ten and thirty, are mm-hmm. going to play him more. Well, I just think, I just think he's gonna do better. I, I really do. I'm a firm believer in this guy. I mean, we'll have to see what happens. I don't. I like I said, I haven't watched enough of him in Memphis mm-hmm. to know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, now that he's on the Bulls, I'll be watching a little bit harder because I try to catch as many as I can. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and plus, another reason I think this is a win for the Bulls is uh, Justin Holiday. To me, okay, yeah, he's. We played him 30, 34, no, 31 minutes a game. 34 mm-hmm. minutes a game. No, sorry, 34 minutes a game. Okay. Just just under 12 points, four boards. I mean, I understand you're probably third option, maybe fourth option. Right. You're still like a shooting guard. Like, they're still going to expect you to score. It's, it's not like... I just don't see it. I mean... I think this is a good trade for the Bulls because he is not 
to me, Justin Holiday is not valuable enough for the Bulls in the long run. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like I said, we'll, we'll have to see. I'm very, <laughs> I'm, I'm very um, kind of, I guess you'd say nonchalant about the Bulls after they pulled the trigger for Jabari Parker. I'm not a fan. And we actually uh, started playing him. That was the biggest shock to me. Yeah, he's, like, he's, um, he's playing now. He, even though we said he's not going to. <laughs> I would stick to it. The minute you say that you are not interested in defense, I think that you shouldn't play. Because I don't yeah. care how fast the league gets. Don't care. You still got to defend a guy. Oh, yeah. Um, he and, and offensively, from the time that he played when he started, he was not. It's, I mean, $20 million a year. Oh, like, God. come on. Like, you're paying Zach Levine 19.5, and he is heavily outperforming Jabari Parker. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. That's, that's nuts to me. Looking, uh, at our, uh, looking at our last three games, we did play Jabari Parker um, against the Pacers mm-hmm. for 14 minutes, four points, four rebounds, and assist. Yep. He is shot, um, shot 25% from the field. Please. He has had <clears throat> the last one, two, three, four, five games. He's had a total of five, four points because he's only played once. Right. I and mean, you're I, paying I the believe... guy 20 million a year. <laughs> yeah, but if when you come out and say that you're not going to play defense, you're not interested in defense, what team is going to take a person that doesn't play defense with a $20 million contract? Right. Like, come on. Yeah, I, I think that that's. Uh... God, that was such a, a horrible trade for oh, yeah. not, a horrible signing. I'm sorry. Signing, yeah. And, uh, <sighs> the one, the one thing that really bothered me because I, I really liked this guy. Um, I don't know if you saw because I know you liked this guy and you wanted to give him a chance to start. Um, well, not to start, but to at least come off the bench and get some minutes. The Bulls on the same day they traded uh, for Wayne Selden Jr. and Marshawn Brooks waived Cameron Payne. Oh man, I did that not see that. Pisses me off. Wow, he was. I uh, loved Cameron Payne. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed. I, oh man, and see, the Cavs I thought, picked him up. Cavs picked him up six hours ago. Ten day contract. Are you yeah, serious? I mean, that's a, a ten day contract. Like, yeah, okay, that's. Oh my god. I'm um. Wow. Yeah, I didn't. I honestly, you know what? I must have skipped over that. I didn't see that. But I really thought higher of Cameron Payne, I guess, obviously, than they did, but... <laughs> wow. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, again, in back to... I, You know, in these these guys are getting paid. I'm not. Um, <laughs> the the yeah. GMs are getting paid. I'm not. But, you know, again, back to the what I feel is really bad decision-making. Um, yeah, no, I don't... I don't... I don't... As a fan... Um, not only as a fan, but as someone who just enjoys basketball in general and, and enjoys the intricacies of basketball, the, mm. the, uh, watching how teams rebuild or what their moves are. I don't know what the bulls are doing No, Like it's I a whirlwind. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, there's, there's no plan. It doesn't seem like anyway. I mean, maybe there's like a master plan up in a chalkboard somewhere that we don't ever see, but <laughs> like, there's no, there's no definition to what they're doing. It's just like throwing guys in and out thinking you're going to do something, but I mean, you're 10 and 30. So I, why would you not take this time just to, 
you know, don't throw away pieces, just develop them. And then at the end of the year, if you haven't, you know, seen what, out of a Cameron Payne, if you haven't seen what you wanted out of that guy, toss him, which is fine. But I, there is no, what seems to be a solid rebuilding structure. No, I agree. Um, and and that, that really is irritating coming from what should be a um, solid franchise. Yeah. I mean, should be a solid franchise, but it, it feels like they're just kind of all over the place. Yeah, I agree. And I think the rest of this year, you tank. You completely tank. You don't win a single game. And you, what you do is you take one of the three players on Duke, R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson, Cam Reddish. You take one of those in the draft and yeah. see what they do. Because what they're doing in Duke right now is disgusting. Yeah, like, no, it, it definitely is. Yeah, that's that's my point on it. Um, What's your next uh, point? Did you want to my last point is um, is that Raptors versus Bucks game. I watched that from start <laughs> to finish. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I was pissed. Yep. Okay, first of all, Mike Budenholzer. Oh, why, why would you put Chris Middleton on Kawhi Leonard? That, to me, was the single dumbest, just absolute will, dumbest decision will, you can make. I'm going to tell you why, or at least why I would think why. Um, it's the same reason that in in um, a lot of playoff games, they take their star and put them on somebody else and try to put someone who's, you know, relatively um, close as a defender on the other team's best player, and that's to conserve energy for your star. If you are close, you want Giannis to take over the game. Now, if he's running around he after, did. which he did, <laughs> but if you're running around after Kawhi the whole time, do you have the offense? I mean, Milwaukee's problem is their single choke point is one guy. Yep. Oh, yeah. So if you are, if you are Toronto and they throw him on Kawhi Leonard, I mean, you have Kawhi Leonard, you know, Leonard run around like a madman, mm-hmm. and, and you get him tired. I mean, that's what I would do. Um, I, and you have him attack the hole every time. You know, it's it's going to wear Giannis out. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe, maybe not. Maybe Giannis, you know, who knows? Maybe he doesn't get tired. I don't know. But it's the, it's the I think it's the overall, like, um, I think that's what it does is it, it wears him out. You know, like when, now, LeBron is a freak. Oh, but in, in 2010... Um, he was able to guard Rose and then still be an offensive, you know, juggernaut at the same time. Right. Um, But there was a lot of times where they would take him off of Rose uh, because Rose was so quick. Yeah. You know, and and that'll tire a guy out after a while. So Um, I think maybe that would be it. Yeah, and, and watching that game, Giannis did not have a great defensive performance. Like, Siakam Mm -hmm. dropped 30 on him. Um, which was, oh my god. I mean, uh, most of the time, okay, I'll be honest. I think Siakam, I, he's a great player, mm-hmm. but most of his points 
came from like when Ilya Silva was guarding him, and I was like, Ugh, come on. But that, like you said, Giannis is like the only player on that team because he dropped forty three points and eighteen rebounds. No, that's uh, I in Milwaukee. Jesus, I see the twenty ten Bulls. I see one guy. That's it. Yeah, because Brogdon. Okay, Brogdon. Yeah, he can shoot threes. He can drive to the hole. He he showed that during the game. Like that was he was really good. Mm-hmm. But and I think another point that someone could argue is well, Giannis took twenty five shots, mm-hmm. and like the next highest was like fourteen shots. Right. Yes, but when when you have Siakam on him, you want to take advantage of that. I. And then you Brooke do, Lopez, but then like, oh my god, it's so bad. You do, but then you also have to think like, okay, so that didn't work. So now, do you have him take eighteen shots and spread out the rest of the shots equally? That's what I'm thinking. Because do you try? Like, I mean, are are yeah. they good enough? Is the rest of the team good enough? To me, That's... Brogdon and Middleton are good enough. Now, Brooke Lopez. <laughs> Oh, God, Jesus. Okay, but when, yeah. you say, when you say good enough, though, like, are Brogdon and Middleton good enough for what? Because you know my stance. I live, I live in the playoffs. Yeah. Right? I... So any single time that I start debating a person, mm-hmm. I think about their worth in a playoff situation. And Middleton's not good enough. And Brogdon definitely isn't. Um, okay. The reason I cannot say that is because in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken, Brogdon came off the bench. He has never started. It was Bledsoe starting. So Mm -hmm. he has not gotten a real opportunity in the playoffs. And now with the lineup that they're running, because in the playoffs, we were starting Tony Snell. Mm -hmm. Like, come on. Um, No. <laughs> I mean, he obviously didn't start because he's only two years in. Yeah, but I'm sorry. I I think that Brogdon, Bledsoe, Middleton, um, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez, or even John Henson before he got traded, mm-hmm. would have been a better lineup than if you had Bledsoe, Middleton, Giannis, Snell, and Henson. Yeah, I, I don't I don't put much worth in Snell. No. Ever. <laughs> I, I, I fully Again. <laughs> right. Um, I uh, very skeptical about the Bucks. I am. I I I want to see their worth, but I am very very much um, opposed to the single guy doing all the work. Uh, unless you're LeBron. Yeah, I James. get that. I get that. Unless you're LeBron, I'm not for it. There is. I I don't. I don't think – I think the only other player that I look at in the game today that I would feel comfortable taking over a team by himself would be Kevin Durant. Yep. I think that's about it. Um, only because he gives you so much, right? Yeah. Giannis, Giannis still doesn't shoot. <laughs> so well, – Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's back this up. That game – he shot three for five from three. The man was popping. <laughs> yes, one day. All right, so now hey. let's, let's do that more than once and then we'll start talking because, you know, 
in in uh, granted to our last podcast when I said that you know the owner came out and said that he would shoot threes by by next year and and if that's the start of it great you know then he starts then he starts to me uh, getting put in the conversation of um, leading a team but then again you also have to, in my eyes I have to see it in the playoffs nice. I have to I have to watch you defeat a team in the playoffs basically by yourself mm-hmm. um but but that's me i mean i'm just one guy doing a podcast so that's whatever right <clears throat> so those are All my right. points let's hear it let's start here on right. that first point i don't really have many points i'm actually really excited to uh do some predictions let's so do it. We're, we're running about 40 minutes right now i think i wanted to take this about 55 minutes i think that going the uh, as long as we did last time was like Way yeah. way too far. Yeah, I we need to, to keep this. it under. We need to keep it under like, for sure under ninety minutes, but keep right. it in between like sixty and. Well, what I really I wanted. Well, I wanted to try. I I wanted to. I, I think forty is a sweet spot. Yeah. Now we're running over forty now, which is fine. I I I I want to try like, maybe forty, maybe an hour. You know, if we if we go that long, whatever. All right. But um. I'm interested in predictions uh, right. because you still got man, you still got Denver number one. That's crazy. They, there's to me that's 26 and 11. What incredible. is going on? Yeah. Uh, so so the two top seeds are, are Denver and Toronto as it sits tonight. Right. Uh, yeah. I taking a look at what I see in in front of me here. Um, I'm really interested have you been watching the warriors uh i watched them against the kings last night okay yes they i don't know if this is a i i'm not sure if this is a um let's you know let's kind of coast through the the regular season because we've done it a bunch of times in the playoffs and then we'll turn it on or yeah. maybe starting to slip. Yeah, you're 26 and 14. That's nothing to to laugh at. But right. I, I don't see the Warriors. I don't, I don't I, see the Warriors. Right? Like you, that's I, like Sacramento man. came really close. Yes, Sacramento was right there. Uh huh. And <sighs> man, I don't. Okay, it's Super hard to say. It's hard to say because. Sacramento was leading most of that game, and then the fourth quarter came, and it was it wasn't until toward the end of the game mm-hmm. where the Warriors closed it out. But right now, Sacramento sitting at a ten spot. Yeah. Um, with that loss, I still see Sacramento as a viable team. So I agree with you. I I can't. I don't see the Warriors as what they were. And right now, um, as of today, if the if the season ended today, it would be a it'd be against. Portland, which Portland's given them trouble, um, in the in the back to back that happened uh, December twenty seventh and December twenty ninth. Mm-hmm. Portland won won the first game and then um, Golden State won the second game, but it was close. Yeah, it was close. Um, both game Portland won by one point um, the first time, and then they lost by ten. Um, on the second, but I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah. See, I don't see the Warriors anymore. Like I don't see what they were the past two years. 
at all. So, um, okay, looking right now at the Western Conference, um, again, I'm an experienced dude. I, I like uh, I like experience in the postseason. I think it drives a team really far. There are, I think, two teams, only two out of all eight, that have enough experience against the Golden State Warriors, even with them being bad. So that's really interesting to me because of how good the Western Conference is. Oh, yeah. You're um, talking New Orleans at a 14 spot with an 18-22 and 22 record. Right. Like, come on. Right. I only... I, I think the viable options... I know you're going to laugh at my second option. I know you are, and that's fine. I think the viable options to beat the Warriors um, are Oklahoma yeah. and the Lakers. Mm. I, know it's, I know it sounds crazy. No, it's not but, uh, crazy. I, LeBron, I just saw a different team. Who did you see? Houston. Mm, with... Chris Paul comes back, maybe. Uh, Chris Paul comes back to being Chris Paul, maybe. Um, that's hard, though. It took a lot for them to get uh, to game, you know, when when they went last year to game seven. Yeah. Against the Warriors. It took them, it took them a lot, and I don't think they're as good. Um, so it's, it's hard for me to see. I can't agree with you on that. I think they are. You think they're as good? The record doesn't show, obviously. Right. But you, James Harden had a slow start to the year. Mm-hmm. Now he's obviously coming back to the MVP Harden that he was last year. I yeah. think Capella has grown to where he can defend, he can shut down Draymond Green or Kevin Durant. I don't think he can shut down Kevin Durant. Mm. I don't think he can shut down Kevin Durant. He can shut down Draymond Green. Okay. Um, and as you know, Draymond Green is one of the most influential players on that team, if not the most. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think if Harden can lock down Clay, which Harden's defense is, um, <laughs> well, not good. Right. Um, but if he can lock down Clay and, and... Capella can lock down Draymond, it can be a legitimate seven-game series because you have the firepower of Kevin Durant and Steph Curry mm-hmm. versus the firepower of James Harden combined with the paint matchup that Capella will have an advantage in with Chris, Paul, with Chris Paul's playmaking. Okay. I, I think that could take it to a seven-game series. Okay, so then, so if, if that's your thought, um, this is now... A lot of people might disagree. You might as well. Um, who do you think replaces Ariza's uh, offensive ability to stretch the floor? Eric Gordon. Because I think that you – I mean, so you think that Eric Gordon – so last year, okay, right. um, Ariza added – 12 points per game, almost 12 points per game, 11.7. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call it, I'm going to call it 12. Eric Gordon was at 18. What's Eric Gordon at right now? Let's see. Um, I have it right in front of me, actually. Yeah, so what's Eric Gordon right now, points per game? Almost 16. 
So he is down from last year. So uh, by two points, yes. Right. So now what you're telling me is you think that the loss of a 12 point per game Trevor Ariza, who, so you spread the floor last year with Gordon and Ariza. Mm-hmm. Now you lose Ariza plus his 12 points per game. Yeah. You think that single handedly, Eric Gordon is going to step up to do that? That's where my that's where my concern a, is. I'm gonna use a point that you you say mm-hmm. it it's playoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eric Gordon, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, Eric Gordon has done great in the playoffs. Mm. I mean, not to not to James Harden, like compared to James Harden, but well, you're not gonna six, compare that to James exactly. Harden exactly in in an overall. But the only thing that I worry about, I worry about. What you have to do, um, so Eric Gordon actually in the playoffs went down to 15.4 points per game. He went down over hmm. two points a game. Now, so did enough. Trevor Ariza. And, and maybe you're right. Um, I cannot, I think, as, as little as Ariza did in the playoffs, 8.8 points a game. Mm -hmm. I think the presence of that three-point ability, um, which now might not be there as much with Eric Gordon by himself, Mm -hmm. I think that ability to slack off of somebody to help in a team defense is what's going to hinder them in the playoffs, especially against a team like Golden State. I can't see Houston. I'm 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 not gonna say I'm gonna say six. Okay. I can't I can't say seven. I wanted to say five for Golden State, but I think that Harden and Paul have more in them than, you know, one game. Right. So I'm gonna give them two. <clears throat> and I'm gonna say six for Golden State. Uh, I, I think Ariza's ability <clears throat> to stretch that floor against the defense was more than people take it for. I think that that was one of the major losses um, in the offseason. I, I okay. really, really do. Um, th- that's why I didn't go Houston. I went L.A. because it is really hard to count out LeBron. Yeah, I mean, look at what he did last year. <clears throat> It's it's super hard to count out LeBron in in any situation ever. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I I see it. It's just I understand he led a team pretty much single handedly to the finals last right. year. Right, and, and I feel I feel the Lakers are better. Oh yeah, like like oh, the, the rest of about his it, of team, course. The rest of his team is actually more advanced than than his Cavaliers were. I just okay, and and again, I see I see one person that could. Screw this all up to me, and that is Lonzo Ball. I really think he can screw it up for him. Oh, mm. I mean, I, I, if I'm I, not mistaken. I can see it, but I can also see LeBron just taking the point at that at that point. I mean, I it's can not also like see that. LeBron hasn't taken the point before. Yeah, Lonzo you know? in 23 minutes today had no points. Yeah, he is not. I'm. I'm not. A, I haven't been a fan ever. <laughs> God, and, no. Um, I'm still to this day not impressed uh, mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. 
Yeah. Um, the uh, the only other team that I can see. So like so like like right now, <clears throat> I see Los Angeles beating Denver in the first round. I don't. Denver again. Yeah. Denver again. I think lacks a lot of experience. Um, but I think that this, what they're doing now, and getting there is really good for them. Mm-hmm. I think that this is a fantastic stepping stone. Um, but I think they lose in the first round. Personally, if if it were to start today, uh, I think like, I think so too. Hypothetically, I um, mean, the one team that I really really enjoy and want to see um, is Oklahoma. Oh yeah, they're gonna. Mm, I like it. That's gonna be fun. It just, um, it just bothers I, me that they lost to the Wizards tonight. It yeah, bothers me. Yeah, I mean, but it, again, it's a it's one game in a in eighty two, and then you know a whole bunch in the playoffs. It's mm-hmm. it's one game. Um, so, I, all right. So we're gonna do this. Um, we're not gonna go through each matchup. Right. Uh, I know. But obviously our listeners don't, so let's do Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals, Finals all together, winner as of today. Let's go. You you start. All right. Um, Eastern Conference Finals, Toronto, Milwaukee. I I know where I know where you stand on that. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I I just think Milwaukee being second in the East proves something. Oh yeah, no, no, it proves something, but does it prove it in the playoffs? But that's I, I, nor here nor there. That's the only question that I would I would throw out. It yeah. proves something, and I think that this is again like the Nuggets. I think it's a major stepping stone. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, Western Conference Finals. I see Golden State versus God. Oh man, I'm gonna say OKC. Okay. I, God, I want to say the Lakers so badly, but I, I think LeBron is gonna get tired. I mean, he single-handedly led the Cavs last year. Can mm-hmm. he do it again? <clears throat> I understand he has help this time with Ingram and Kuzma, and, and sometimes Lance Stevenson. Mm-hmm. But God, I I don't know if he can do it again. Yeah. I mean, um, so I'm going to go with Golden State, Oklahoma, and then in the finals, uh, and I'm I'm going to go Toronto and Golden State. Who do you think wins that one? And in how many? That's what I'm really interested in. Okay. Uh, now, say... assuming health-wise, everyone's healthy. We're not. Yeah, we're not like yeah, yeah, yeah. like like mm-hmm. under that assumption. Mm-hmm. I got us. God, this is hard. Um. Golden State in six. Okay. I yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with. All right. Um, I'm gonna go. I mean, you know this. Yeah. I I uh, Eastern Conference to me is Toronto and Boston. I don't care that <clears throat> Boston lands fifth. I don't. Um, Brad Stevens is a genius. Uh, and and what he showed. In the playoffs last year, with their two guys gone, what he could do without his two main stars, I they could be in the eighth seed right now, and I would not count them out. I, I can't. I just can't. Um, so I see Toronto-Boston. Western Conference, I'm going to agree with you. I think it's going to be Golden State-Oklahoma. 
<clears throat> I think that in the end, I'm going to go same. I'm going to go Golden State Toronto. Um, and I think it would be more Golden State in seven. Okay. I I think I think Toronto is I think underrated. Um, I how, think their backup point guard's underrated. <laughs> love their backup point guard, Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, I mean, God, this this all boils back down to um, experience to me. Kawhi Leonard's won titles. Um, Lowry's been in the playoffs a lot. And those are their main guys. Nah, I mean, Lowry obviously is not Lowry when DeRozan was there. <clears throat> but I think he's doing a really good job um, at the point. Uh, I, I think that this is something that they can do. Um, but I think it's going to be really hard to beat Golden State. Mm-hmm. I think they just the, the firepower is way too much. Um, so assuming health and all of that, and, and they return to somewhat normality for themselves, they are just so hard to beat. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really, it's a tough matchup for anybody at this point. Um, I, I, I think Golden State does it again. Now, if we're going to jump into, because I like to play this game, uh, if we're going to jump into next year, I don't think Golden State goes again. I think next year might be the year Golden State starts to to. Yeah, decline and fall apart a little bit. Okay, um, if you want to play that route, I, I say do. Kevin Durant leaves. The, yeah, that is that's a major. Uh, is is it this summer coming up that he's a free agent? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, I mean, I know that there's a lot of talk about it. I know that there's a lot of talk about him. Uh, he's Washington, right? Isn't where he was born? Uh, I believe <clears throat> so. I want to say it was Washington is where he was born. I think there was a lot of talk about him going back there. They might make a play for him. I mean, any <clears throat> any sane team that has the cap space would make a play for him. You would yeah, be dumb. And, You'd be dumb not to. And Kevin Durant <clears throat> actually, um, I'm on hoopshype.com right now, and it says um, this is what Durant had to say when um, he was talking to a Bleacher Report reporter on his podcast about like re-signing with the Warriors. Mm -hmm. He said, I just want to make sure I get as much money as I can on my next deal so I can stack up my money and figure it out. That's just a plan, play basketball, and stack money, end quote. Um, I don't like that. I, 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 I I don't disagree with it. Like, if you're that good, you do whatever you want. But in a personal sense, like, man, I would... But he's won a lot, so maybe winning isn't, isn't that important anymore. To me, I think this has to do with what, with what happened with Draymond. I really do. But then why would he go, why would he go money? Why? You know because, what I mean? Cause... You think he doesn't want to say it? Yeah. Hmm. It's obvi- There's obvious times, though, that there was. Oh yeah, it's starting. It's starting now, um, for whatever reason. But it's it's starting. And he's he's dropping little hints of where he wants to go. Um, his mom, you know, he's big influence on his life. Right. Um, she loves LeBron. She loves mm-hmm. LA. Um, so I don't know if that means anything. 
I know Brooklyn was in the picture, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. That would be interesting. D'Angelo Russell and Kevin Durant and no one else. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Karis LeVert. That'd be interesting. Yeah. But huh. I, I just, I don't know. I think if Kevin Durant, I think even if Kevin Durant does sign back with the Warriors, no title. I think teams are going to start to adjust and get used to how Golden State plays. Now it's yeah. a matter of whether they can stop it or not. Yeah, um, it, it, all, it all depends what they do in the offseason. It depends who they sign, who goes where. Yeah. Um, I, you know who I'll be watching because they already said it. They literally said it. Uh, I think it was Steve Kerr that came out and said that uh, they just don't have the money to re-sign DeMarcus Cousins next year. I think he's going to be a major player in, in where people wow. go. Um, he came, Yeah, he came out in, in an interview and was like, we don't have the money to resign him, so we want to get him a title this year. Literally said it. And, and like, nonchalant, it was cool. And I, and I think that's where that, that uh, I think that's that's where that team is at. Like, they both, I don't know, I think DeMarcus Cousins knows it. Like, they, they can't resign the guy. Um, is he going to play this season? I hope so. I, I am super interested to watch him on the Warriors. I, because I, it, it, when this originally happened, I either thought this is going to be a train wreck, or it's going to be fantastic to watch. I don't mm-hmm. think there's, a, I don't think there's an in the middle with that with that situation. Um, I'm, I'm super excited to watch it if he does come back. Yeah, but he might sit on the, uh, he might sit on the bench until the end of the year and pick up a ring. Yeah, I, I don't know, you know. Um, so, um, I'm also on a. Another website says Cousins has the chance to return this month. Oh. He said, uh, to specifically quote this, Cousins should be close to returning probably this month, so stash him on your bench. This is fantasy website. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. So we're looking maybe a late January, early February return. Okay, okay. Because I want to, I want to start kind of winding this down here. But I have one last question now that you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Does he turn that team around? No. You don't think so? No, not at all. I think there's the potential to. I uh, I can't in, what, in turn turn them around in what sense? Make them win more games or they uh, defensively, offensively? I think dominance. I I think that um, if he plays the way that Golden State wants him to play, yeah. and he is effective in that manner, he brings them back to the dominance that they had. Because that is yet another weapon that just is, like, <clears throat> can play defense, can play offense, can hit the three just like the rest of the team. Actually, hits the three better than uh, Draymond Green does. Oh, yeah. And is, I think, more effective, can, okay, can be more effective on the defensive end. <clears throat> okay. So, so maybe, uh, again, assuming all, um, maybe he brings that team back to being a dominant team where we are in the next podcast and we're like, man, yeah, Golden State just beats everybody in four. <clears throat> like I, I don't know. I think there. I think the potential's there. Mm-hmm. I just. I don't know if it's a thing. Uh, I, I'm. I will tell you. I will be watching when he comes back, though. 
I, I love playing this <clears throat> hypothetical situation, and that's why I have one more. All right. Um, I, 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 there's a strong possibility of a Los Angeles-Golden State first-round matchup. That is going to be the series to watch of probably the entire playoffs. Whether we see Golden State dominate LeBron or whether we see LeBron give them a run for their money. Um, there's a lot of uh, variables to that, but I, oh, yeah. I'm, I would go Warriors in six. Do you think it's just too much for LeBron? Yeah. I, no, 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 not for LeBron. No, no, no. I think it's too much for everybody else. Oh. <laughs> I, I think Steph Curry makes Lonzo look just even worse. I mean, I feel like Steph Curry makes Lonzo look like he put up negative four points instead of zero. <laughs> um, I think that Kevin Durant, I mean, LeBron would be on him, but, you know, you still have to guard Clay. Like, I, yeah. like the, between the three of them, they make LeBron look like a guy on a string that's just got to be pulled between all three of them because I don't, I mean, Lance Stevenson, sure. So let's say you throw Lance Stevenson on on (laughs) Clay Thompson. Lance Stevenson's getting old. Clay Thompson still moves without the ball really well. Um, And, and me and you have talked about it off, off podcast before about how good Clay Thompson defensively is. Um, Well, you really Mm -hmm. don't have to play defense on Lance Stevenson. He's not really going to do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, I I <clears throat> I think it's too much for everybody else on that team. I mean, LeBron's obviously handled it before. Um, LeBron can do it, uh, but again, going back to it for like the 900th time, the experience of the Lakers <laughs> in the playoffs, especially against a championship-caliber team, I don't think they have it. Um, it would be fantastic for them to learn mm-hmm. because after every game you go, wow, that's how a team should look. Okay. And then you start to put together your own pieces. Um, but I, I think it's too much for the rest of the Lakers to handle. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think it would be Golden State and six. I, just like Harden and Paul, cannot give LeBron less than two games because it's LeBron James. Yeah. <clears throat> the like end of story. It's LeBron, but uh, yeah, I, I think I think they're a little bit too much to handle. Okay. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we call it? No. Um, I I think that. Uh, well, that actually, good. one one little thing, not basketball related, uh, more podcast related. I have done a little bit more research on iTunes because our stuff has still not been um, approved. Uh, yeah, it's not been approved from review. I guess it can take anywhere from 30 minutes to three weeks. So oh. at <laughs> yeah, at Jeez. some point here, we're going to be on um, iTunes. We are on Stitcher. We're obviously on Anchor. Um, yeah. We have uh, – both of us have Twitter and Instagram. It is mm-hmm. at ITP Brandon and ITP Chris on both of them. Uh, yep. You're you're doing a lot better as far as like posting. I'm gonna try to get a little bit better at posting more. Yeah, and if uh, it, I'm more active on Twitter, I normally don't touch Instagram as much, but I'm gonna try to start touching on there as well. I'm gonna start um, doing. I'm I want to try to do more posts like I did tonight about the uh, the Thibodeau. Um, I made that like in like five minutes and like that was together. Good. Yeah, so I'm gonna try to do more stuff like that. Um, and, and throw it up there. So, 
the the last point I'm going to touch on is I'm trying. I don't know. I'm doing something wrong, uh, but I can't get us. I couldn't get us up on Google Podcasts. So I need to do a little bit more research on how to get us up onto Google Podcasts because mm-hmm. I want to be on there too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I think for me, it's just you know our audience. I know we had seven listeners last time, which was fantastic. I think uh, we're up to we, nine now. Are we really? I didn't even yeah, look today. So I, yeah, awesome. I think we're up to eight or nine. <clears throat> That's awesome. Um, yeah. Anyone who does listen to this, in more than appreciate it. Um, if you guys want to, you know, hit a follow on the social media so we can, you know, just interact there. If you guys want to throw some comments our way, some suggestions for podcasts, that would be fantastic. I know that, um, the things that we're putting up there, at least I know the ones that I'm putting up on Instagram, they're getting some likes and some follows. So that's cool. You know, just building a a little bit of stuff. So, um, yeah, really, uh, just want to engage more with the audience and, and really just thank them. I mean, of course we're not up there in the hundreds of thousands, but man, nine listens for an hour and what was it, an hour and a half last time? Hour and 40 was an hour 40. So an hour and 40 minute podcast. Yeah. That's people sitting through just the two of us ranting about some basketball. Yeah. And no, I'll take it. I like it. Um, so I appreciate it. Um, and I think that is the end of our podcast. We want to thank you guys for listening. If you made it this far, uh, make sure to, like my brother said, drop us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, give us some suggestions for future podcasts. And I believe that is it. Have a good night, guys.